And there are many things that I would like to say to you. There's more stuff about calf that I want you to know. I don't know. Uh, uh, the boardwalk on calf. Now I'm gonna tell you about calf from how I remember it in 2011 to probably about 2012. Uh, when I was in calf, calf, the Kandahar Airfield was the largest coalition base in Afghanistan. Uh, everybody. Uh, who wanted a piece was fucking in there, all right? With a lot of people, a lot of folks. You know what? Like it or not, that means money. That means that base is getting some motherfucking cheddar from goddamn everywhere. And business is a booming. So they make a fucking boardwalk, right? Yep, they make a fucking boardwalk, right? Like on a, like, you know, on a beach or something with. Uh, goddamn volleyball, you know, a track, fucking uh, tables, chairs, uh, actual boardwalk, shit that you would recognize, like uh, TGI Fridays, and uh, fucking Nathan's hot dog stand, and all, all this, uh, and then some like other local or, or foreign national stores too, everywhere. It was like, it was fucking, it was very out of place, I thought. I thought something like this should not exist in a place like this <laughs> because it was literally a fucking shopping mall that they have in Afghanistan. And uh, I know how that makes my tour sound. I don't fucking care. I mean, I wish I you know, could say that I was there in goddamn 2002 when, when you put the first tent downs and like we were doing all the, all the crazy like Rambo missions and stuff and shit was like, you were a badass for even like being considered to go on that tour. Uh, this was not that tour. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but it is what it is. A fucking shopping mall in the middle of goddamn Kandahar. Alright? And, uh... So much stuff like that. Like... Uh, there was these things called Roshan phones that you could buy at the boardwalk. Alright? And what the Roshan phone was, it was a little Nokia, uh, you know, brick-type cell phone that fucking worked because there was, uh, you know, communist satellites or whatever we were bouncing that shit off of. And, yeah, you could buy a SIM card and you could fucking talk to people back in the States from your cell phone. Fucking cool, right? And this facilitated a lot of bullshit, right? This facilitated way more bullshit that I should have been dealing with. I think soldiers probably uh, need to. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad tool. I'm saying I fucked up. Uh, so here, here's what happened. We got all, the, all this modernization, all this communication, all this amenities. Yeah, you're still getting fucking mortared. Yeah, uh, it's still Afghanistan. And no, you can't leave. But, you know, you got all this shit. And you can fake it a little bit. You can fake normalcy. You can fake it so well, you can almost fake it to people back home. And here's what I mean by this. Uh, I was out of my marriage when I was in Afghanistan. We fucking split up. That shit did not work. Uh, there was no fixing it. I don't care if I was in the army again or not. Like, 
uh, this this shit was uh, fucking bad news, son, and we needed to get rid of it. Her and I both. Uh, yeah, we did that. So, I'm dating again. And guess what? This train don't stop. <laughs> At least that was my policy back then. Uh, because I felt like, yeah, I, I need to do this. Uh, and I don't have good confidence. I'm trying to put myself back out there. And I know I'm not going to get anywhere by putting myself back out there. Because it's all trial run. There's no real relationship in this fucking thing I'm about to do. What I'm doing is uh, I'm going on OkCupid. Okay I got the uh, advice to do this. And someone, and I, I just did it because I didn't think it was going to happen. What's the harm if nothing's going to fucking happen, right? So I'm on OkCupid okay in Afghanistan. And wouldn't you fucking know it? There's some people talking to me, some women. A good number. It's freaking crazy. Uh, and I, I'm honest with them about who I am, what I'm doing, where I am. And guess what? I'm probably not coming back anytime fucking soon, all right? Uh, hey, this is why guys clown the female dating scene just a little bit. And I don't, I'm not saying we don't do stupid shit too, okay? But you were literally asking me to waste your time in 2012, 2011. Waste my time in 2011 was, should have been a fucking hashtag with all the goddamn messages I was getting in OkCupid. And the summertimes, they would lead to Skype calls and phone calls and shit like that. Uh, nothing's gonna happen with it because, again, I'm in fucking Afghanistan. It's like, I know what the appeal was. I'm not thinking I'm such a Billy badass and my personality is just so goddamn good that I was able to pull all these messages from Afghanistan from OkCupid. Here's what was happening. I was a Tamagotchi pet, or whatever the fuck you call it, to these women. Yeah, think about it. You got, this, I'm gonna say it, handsome. Soldier, like in Afghanistan, young, fit, maybe a decent joke or two, I try. But you don't gotta deal with any of that personal shit. You don't gotta deal with nothing. You can take it out of your pocket. It's in your cell phone now. You can show your friends, yeah, I'm talking to this in Afghanistan. And you put it back in there and you never gotta deal with me after that. <laughs> I get it. I don't fault you for it. I understand. But here's what was happening. I was calling people and then they were calling me, but we were having phone conversations on the Roshan phone. Now it's getting deep. <laughs> Your boy is staying busy in Afghanistan. Uh, what happened with that is sometimes I would get fucking uh, mortared while we were talking on the, on the goddamn cell phone and Skype too. Uh, mortaring was common. I think they must have been laying around somewhere because wouldn't you fucking know it, they're always coming down. I swear to God. Uh... So, uh, I didn't, I realized that this happened a few times where I was honest about what was happening and those conversations never repeated or almost never repeated because who the hell wants to carry that kind of fucking combat stress when you don't even know what the fuck combat is I'm talking about somebody on the other end of the phone, like, Oh, uh, we're being bombed. <laughs> I should go now. So I don't die in the bombing. Hey, are you free around five? <laughs> like, 
Like, this shit did not go over great. So I had to fucking play it super goddamn cool. The alarms were going off, shit's blowing up. Like, oh my fucking God. And oh, here comes the question. Hey, what's that? I'm like, man, ah, we got another support. We got another meeting. We got another safety brief we gotta go to, I swear. These things, they've done this five times already. I'll, I'll call you after. Uh, there, a, lot of, a lot of surprise meetings happened, let me tell you. Uh, it, it almost got to the point where like, they were like, didn't they just talk to you about this shit yesterday? And I was like, uh, you know what? It seems to be a topic that comes up for discussion around here quite a bit. <laughs> and, oh man, there was bullshit with that. Uh, so much bullshit that uh, the, the rest of the world caught on to it, I think, to some extent. And then it, it didn't look like what it was actually happening overseas, so I think it got rejected by a lot of soldiers before it even come out of the gate. It was this fucking show called Kandahar Hospital that we all saw the trailer for uh, online before it even came out. I don't even think it got to air an episode. Let me tell you about this bullshit we saw where we were watching this uh, from our shoes in, in Afghanistan. Uh, there's a fucking hospital, right? Uh, and there's guns, soldiers, all in, all up in there. Uh, here's what happens in the... I, you know what? There's No, you can't take your fucking guns in the hospital. That doesn't happen. It didn't happen over here in the States, you know, legally. <laughs> and it doesn't happen over in Iraq in the military bases. There's only certain people that get to carry that shit in there. Uh, you, your fucking G.I. Joe, he, he's got to check that shit at the door. All right, and there's this scene where there's a, a fucking rattlesnake, there's a cobra, a snake or something that's coming into a surgery, a fucking surgery, okay? And this goddamn doctor pulls out a nine millimeter and shoots the fucking snake in the middle of the surgery. Like scalpel, please. Oh shit, snake. Uh, nine mil, please. Pop. All right, that's shit. Fuck all that. Uh, stitch this bitch up. Go on down to Nathan's. They got a special TGI Fridays. And yeah, they just a bunch of people banging. That was a hospital show for you. I don't even think they tried to do anything with the army and the war setting with that. That hospital shows, regardless, everyone's banging everywhere, and they were doing that and. Uh, all over this trailer. That wasn't the bad part. What the worst part was why the soldiers were mad. I I I got caught up in this too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a perfect person. I got a little pissed off just because I I don't know. I, I got I got a little butt hurt back then. It happened. <laughs> Travis was watching that trailer and yeah. And I was just mad because that's not... I wish I could show these motherfuckers the real dangers that we have to do on deal with on cap. At least I do. Because they're better than this shit. Fucking goddamn s snake in the surgery room. Ooh. 
Who saw that one coming? Who wrote that big fucking, you know, uh, Citizen Kane level dialogue, uh, script writing right there. Uh, Snake goes into dusty surgery room. People shoot Snake. No, here's what the fuck happens on Calf. That's a bigger, better drama than any of that bullshit. All right. Let's just say, let's just say you're a soldier on the boardwalk and you're fucking hitting on the goddamn Nathan's hot dog girl who's from a country that you don't even know where the hell is on the map. And every fucking day, you're like, you, you, you're trying to make out whether or not she's flirting with you or not, but you don't fucking know. And maybe, maybe a few times, you even directly ask. And you just, you, for the life of you, you couldn't fucking understand the af- answer. So, there's a fucking time when you're, when you're in the porta potty. After all of this confusing shit is going down, when you're, when you're, when you're once again forced to crap in, in a 130-degree environment it's, that's got its own plastic oven that you've now concealed yourself into while you're trying to poop. <laughs> okay? It's even hotter than that bitch. And then you start getting mortared. <laughs> All right? Sure. It's time to get the fuck out of Dodge, son. And maybe you you do. You manage to get the hell out of there. What, what if your fucking Roshan phone drops in the middle of the fucking toilet? Uh, and then, not only... Do you get in trouble for being at the boardwalk and not coming back to formation or the accountability formation after the attack? Not only do you lose your goddamn Roshan phone, not only do you find out the next day that five other soldiers are banging that Nathan's hot dog girl. <laughs> no, there was some other shit that happened to this fictional person who should not be named. Who doesn't exist? But yeah. <laughs> so th- th- I think there's a bunch of drama that actually happens on CAF that would have been way better than what the fuck they put out there. It's not so much that I didn't want them to make a soldier show. It's, it's, can you fucking take five minutes? Can you take five minutes and ask, ask somebody what the fuck would actually, a day in life would actually be there? There's shit, I promise. You're gonna make up stuff. There's plenty. You're fucking dusty ass surgery room with the fucking animatronic snake. Get the fuck out of here. All right. See you guys later. Next time.